thing to stop and talk. <laughs> Good afternoon. Hi. Happy, Hello there. Happy Palm Sunday. Happy Palm Sunday. No Palm. I, I, happy Palm Sunday. I have to say, eight. Sunday. It's like, it's like one of those things. You, you say good morning, and yeah, of course it's good morning. And when it's not really a happy day, it's, so it's Palm Sunday. It's Palm Sunday. You know, it would be yeah. happier if people could be out doing their thing. Yes. Uh, I did see some cool things. I saw some some folks who had palms that had them outside on their uh, on the, outside their house on the sidewalk for people to take on their own. And yes. I know uh, Ariana's next Ariana's store yeah. was offering the same thing for people that came by. So yep. uh, we hope you are enjoying your Sunday. Uh, and hopefully you're enjoying your Sunday with us. Hope so. Welcome back. Uh, we are live from Rats. Today we're at our regular time, two Sunday, o'clock. 2 o'clock. <laughs> Last Sunday we were we were up late, and you joined us, and we appreciate that. So back to our regularly, back to regular. regular scheduled time. Regular scheduled programming. And we've got our co-host back, Joe Cal. Happy to be back again for my weekend jaunt. That gets me out of the house a little bit, gets me out of my family's <laughs> hair, and... You so know, it's, uh, it's good. Brooklyn's own. Brooklyn's own. Brooklyn's own, Joe Cal. And Brooklyn Staten Island's own. And, and Staten, Staten Island now for the last 34 <laughs> years almost. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it's all good. Yeah. So, uh, oh, did you? what did you do last night? You left here as and um, I had to stop at the pharmacy and I went home. I, I it's, uh, it's tough to be out now. I, especially now and it seems like most people are uh complying with the request to wear masks yes most it it's i i agree and you should be wearing them i wear mine when i'm out it just it's surreal yeah it's, it's, it's surreal long. to see that yeah. and um you know hopefully even according to governor cuomo today we're maybe trending in a good place, but please uh, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and wear a face mask wear if you a go mask out. If you can. Yep. Yeah, to think that uh, not too long ago we were laughing at the tourists who were yeah. running around Manhattan yeah. in their masks, yeah. and here we are following suit, doing our thing, yep. uh, which, 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 is, which has been tough. So uh, I had to go to the pharmacy last week, and I, I don't want to go back. Yes. Uh, and you I'm, did what? What's I had to go to the pharmacy last week. Yeah. I, I don't want to yeah. go back. I, yeah. I had to go use the pin pad. Yeah. I pulled out my own pen. Yeah. Yep. I, I, yeah. I just know. And you know, they were all set up. I just, you don't know. And yeah. the pharmacy of all places. Right. I, I, would, I would be thinking sick people are going to get whatever they need. Yeah. Yeah. People have to keep distance too. Like you get online and sometimes oh. you give them a look over the shoulder. Like, uh, could you back it up a little? Please? Because you <laughs> uh, get a little too close. Somebody posted a very funny meme that I wanted to share, but it's not appropriate. Uh, somebody that was online uh, and they had a note taped to their back <laughs> that had some... Uh, adult language? Yes. Adult <laughs> language. <laughs> Stay the F. Yeah. Back. Yeah. And it was pretty funny, but I mean, I, I think it made the point. Yeah. And I felt that way. Yeah. I, I haven't said it to anybody, but I felt that way. I've turned around yeah. to people and was like, "Do you yeah. not know what's going on?" Yeah. And people, some people, I believe, why are you on my back? Yeah, right. It's a little frightening. Like, like, under normal circumstances, yeah. I don't want that. Especially right. now. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little, sometimes a little disturbing. Can we start moving this, this distancing thing to cars? 
maybe people will realize they don't have to yeah. be on your your butt. Yeah. <laughs> Especially out here. Yeah. Oh everybody's, yeah, wait in your car. Right now everybody's in a rush. And there's yeah. there aren't many cars on the road, but you know, right. social distancing I think we need to extend to cars. Maybe yeah. people will go back to learning how to drive again. That would be nice. <laughs> I don't need you. Yeah. I need you. That, that would be nice. There's that a lot close. of bad drivers. <laughs> right. Yep. But as Stink says, don't stand so close to me. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Please. And the sign that you saw wasn't Joni Pesolano. No. Joni may have posted it, though, but it wasn't Joni. <laughs> uh, shout out to Joni. Uh, <laughs> I, I mentioned this the other day when, when last Saturday they were bowling and she was selling 50-50 tickets. She had a mask, gloves, and a sign that said exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Hey, yeah. give me your money. Run away. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, stay far away. Yeah. Joe, what did you do yesterday? I left That's here. Really I had to make a quick stop on the way home to pick up lunch for my daughter, who was like, Dad, could you please stop and pick up my buffalo chicken wrap? So I said, sure. So I had my mask. I didn't have gloves, though. I, that's my my bad. But I went inside, and the delivery guy and the guy who was serving didn't have gloves on. Yeah. So that was a little unsettling yeah. to me. But, um, you know, uh, I just made a quick stop, and I picked that up for her, and uh, I went home. I had a Crown Royal. A double on, <laughs> on the rocks. Me and my wife had our cocktail hour a little earlier yesterday because it was the weekend. So, uh, and then we had dinner, and then I watched more reruns of The Sopranos. I started watching again. Oh. I started watching again from season one because that's the best years of Uncle Junior. Yeah. Uncle Junior had the best one liners on The Sopranos out of any character. I so have You know, that hasn't come up. Yeah. Rewatching the Sopranos. Yeah, of all the suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. No, we did that about a year ago. Yeah. About a year ago, we went back and watched them all. Yeah. The old ones are fun. Oh, they're the fun. old ones are fun. And then, you know, it's funny because as a kid, we, I hate to even admit this, but as a family, we watched that on Sundays. Oh, like, yeah. That was a family. Yeah. yeah. We were young. We yeah, probably yeah, shouldn't have been watching the bottom thing on TV yeah. with well, my parents as listen, teenagers, you know. You know uh, but when you go back and rewatch them, you're no different than watching other shows. But we religiously watch it every week. Yeah. And now going back, you have other me memories that go with it. Or you start to see, wait a second, that actually that happened. happened? Yeah. Or you remember, wow, I, yeah, I forgot how that happened. 1999. Wow. It was the first year. So it's, and then we had to wait so long. Years ago. Yes. And we had to wait so long for the, in between. Oh, yeah. Yes, well, I didn't true. mind waiting this season. The two season yeah. thing. Yeah. And they, then they jumped the shark a little bit. The writers played too many games with that show. Yeah. Yeah. But that that was my night. So what did you do, Frank? Yeah, how about you? I left here and went home cooked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have to say I'm not the I. My mother even made fun of me today. I'm not the I'm not the warrior. I'm not the hey you go do yeah, you got to still do your thing yeah, you to have to, you have to try. I now. went to the last week. I went up. I was hey you want to stop at the liquor store? I pulled up. I parked. Nope. <laughs> I then called. I, I was able to deliver. then place an order uh, from my friend Victor at Victory uh, Wines and Liquors, and they delivered an order. I, I just no. I just decided not to go. I saw people going in. I'm like yeah no. And before like in the beginning of all this, you talk about the gloves. Yeah. Uh, Naz and I were talking about this. We went to restaurants and they were using the gloves. That, I, I was appalled. I, I thought it was worse because yeah. people that use gloves aren't right. washing their hands. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that's the other thing. You can use yeah. the gloves, but be careful what you're touching. Right. And then you can't keep touching things. Right. right. You know, just right. because you have gloves, right. you might right. be right. saving yourself. yourself you but then you're not protecting right. yourself because then right. you're going to take them up and touch that. Right. Exactly. You know. So in the restaurant, he's grabbing the bottle, he's grabbing the cash, yeah. and they're yeah. not changing gloves. Right. I was like, oh, this isn't. Yeah, I use gloves today at the gas station, and I was like, "Oh, that's a must! You have right to in the trash." Well, thank you yeah. for putting them in the trash because yeah. one of the most disheartening things I've seen, it's and terrible. I, 
I love Staten Island. I'm a native Staten Islander. But when I see people post pictures of gloves in shopping carts, yeah. in the gutters, yeah. on the street, in parking lots, it makes me sad. I mean, yeah. it, uh, it's, it's hard to understand how people could be so not caring about, I mean, they care about themselves, obviously, but to just discard them, it's it's terrible. Yeah, it, it really, it it's disheartening, yeah. I hate to it's, say. It's, that, at the bank yesterday, yes, yesterday, Friday? masks out there? Today's yeah. Sunday, right? Yeah, so, so Friday, yeah. I, went, I went, went to the bank. There were gloves right outside the drive thru. Yes. Like people opened up the thing, and they're doing their part. They're they're sanitizing as they're going back. I, I put gloves on for it, but they're there in the on the floor all yeah. over the place. Can you please stop littering? Can you clean up your crap? Yes, keep it clean, please. Yes. Keep it clean. Uh, and I think that's everywhere. Yeah, I think that's everywhere. I think there are people throwing their masks. That just just pick them up. Yeah. I, people that throw stuff out of windows yes. drives me bananas yes. to begin yes, with. Yes, yes, yes. I usually yell at people and honk at them when I notice it. That's the New Yorker Same. in me. Yeah. Um, I just, just, just keep a little trash bag in your car. Yep. Yeah. A little something. Yep. Or keep go a out. little Ziploc. What I've noticed some people doing is not using cash and um, keeping their credit card in a separate Ziploc, using it and putting it back, back in the, in the Ziploc. Yeah. So at least it's not touching anything else. Right. And, you know, uh, it's scary to think that this is the world we're living in right yeah, now, but it is. Right yep. And I like the, the comment from Mr. Rock there. Uh, good thing they got rid of plastic bags. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> not yet. They're still giving yes, them out. They're still, they're giving, still them giving them out. Yeah. So we went from paying five cents a bag to uh, to this. See, look what happens. Yeah, it's true. We disturbed the full circle. Yep, what, we, something, circle. something's disturbed. <laughs> yeah. We pissed off somebody, yeah. so. Uh, yeah, pretty soon frogs are going to start falling out of the sky, <laughs> I think. Uh, it's it's going to be like a plague. The frogs are going to start falling out of the sky. Pigs going to fly too, Jim? Uh, that I won't, I won't touch that one. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Why frogs? Well, in the Bible, wasn't there a thing about frog, locusts and frogs and stuff? I don't know, whatever. I was just saying. If somebody like knows about that, please, yeah. uh, is Greta my mom? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Greta? Yeah. Got to go back to the Old Testament. I think it was locusts. I just made up frogs because frogs are nice <laughs> than locusts. But, you know, something bad is bound to happen still. This is crazy. Yeah, we're getting a little punchy here, yeah. as you can say. Oh. Yeah. Well, it, it is episode, it's, it's day 16 for us for, for live from Rabs. And, and it's yeah. been an awesome 16 days. It yeah. has. So sweet, happy sweet 16. Sweet 16. Oh, yeah. happy sweet, sweet 16. 16. I'm happy to be guys. here for it. Happy to be here for it. <laughs> and you this should, is. I should have wore a little crown. <laughs> oh, that would have been cute. Kenny Soto said fly to frogs, question mark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, see, Kenny Soto. I, thanks, Kenny. Leave it to we Kenny. Don't know Kenny. Yeah, have, uh, have some more sake, Ken. Don't worry about it. So uh, today, you know, we could sit here and just talk about nothing all day long, and you guys would probably still watch us and, and, and text us, which is fun. But it's not about us. Uh, we've got a special guest with us. Yes, yes, we, we do. do. Yes, we do. So we ha yesterday we had PBA and PWBA Hall of Famers, uh, Carol and Dord Ballard and Del Ballard, and uh, we had a great we had a great time with them uh, talking some bowling and some stories. Uh, today we have. I'm going to say it today, a future PWBA Hall of Famer. Yes, she yes. is. Uh, uh, <laughs> Stephanie fun. Johnson, uh, formerly known as the Stephanie Nation, uh, who's come through the come through the ranks. Uh, Stephanie's awesome. And so she's joining us today, live from home. Welcome to the show. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, guys. How's the weather where you're at? It's kind of decent not today, bad, not bad. Not bad. Outside of the falling frogs, other than that, everything's fine. <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned flying frogs because all this cooped up time has us just 
flipping through the channels and this morning Sharknado was on. So they were flying sharks everywhere. <laughs> they quickly changed the channel, but um, that's what it's come to. Yeah. Yeah. What is Sharknado? Stephanie, where do you live? I'm in Texas, Dallas area, not far from Carolyn and Dell. Yeah. Oh. Probably about an hour east of where they live. Okay. It looks sunny out there today. It's deceiving. It's cloudy and I say cold, but I know it's not cold compared to where you guys are. It's probably in the 50s. So it's a chilly day for us, but we've been trying to get out every day to go for a walk just to literally get out of the house um, with the kids and just try and get some fresh air. Yeah. How is that going with the kids? <laughs> it's going. I mean, it brings its challenges. Um, Levi's five, he'll be six in July. Kenzie just turned three. So they're not really old enough to understand what's happening. You know, we're just trying to keep it very simple that there's something going on in the world. Lots of people are getting sick. So, you know, all the parks are closed, schools closed. You know, he misses his friends. We've been doing the e-learning thing, which, you know, everybody else is, is learning as well. So he gets to log in and see his little buddies um, but lucky for us, he's only in kindergarten, so we're not trying to do any crazy math problems and learn these science experiments or anything like that. So it's been very simple and basic, which has been nice for me. Um, I think the biggest challenge for us is just that nobody really gets a break, you know, and you guys kind of mentioned it earlier. Nobody really wants to go out either. It's just kind of this you feel like you don't want to go around anybody or catch things, but you know, you still have to live your life and yes. do within the means of what we're allowed to do. So there's a fine line and it'll be interesting once. Yeah. I say this is over, but when, when things calm down, maybe um, if it changes the way people yeah. act in, you know, public, if things will go back to the way they used to be where everybody's just, you know, whatever and touching everything and, not where I would be interesting because um, you know it's changed the way I look at people and when I see them coughing or something like that but um, yeah I don't know it's it's just gonna be interesting I don't know that anybody has gone through anything like this before where everybody's kind of sheltered in place and yeah. um, I think until it really affects you personally, maybe if you know someone that's close to you that's been sick or maybe unfortunately has passed away, you don't you don't look at it as like, oh, it's not gonna, you know, affect me, but you know, we're we're all going through it globally, which is interesting. You know, it's not like just Texas or, you know, USA, it's literally the entire globe. So this is something that's definitely new to me and um, I just keep telling my kids, you know, we'll explain it to you in a few years and you can really understand what's happening. Yeah, that's true. We, we, we've been talking about a few things, but one of them, to your point, social norms are going to change tremendously in what they are. Here in New York, I don't know if they will here in New York. I just, I feel like I've lost <laughs> faith in humanity that we have to tell people to wash <laughs> their damn hands. hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I understand this is a whole different virus that, you know, we're learning about as we go. Um, but it seems like those types of hygiene just should be normal anyway. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's just 
it's just interesting to me. And the whole glove thing drives me bananas. <laughs> I was talking to Chris about this literally, I think it was yesterday because we went to, um, we just drove through and got, got some lunch and they're all wearing gloves, which if you think about it, like, okay, well that seems safe, but you know, then they're getting your credit card, they're getting the money, they're grabbing the bag. And it's like, what's the point of this? Just use your hands if you're just going to touch everything anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you still, you, you wear gloves, but you still have to wash your hands. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, just because you wear them doesn't mean you're not, no, you washed your hands. But wash between, hands. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't get it either, but I, I have found myself the last few days using them just to touch certain things. and enter the bank and into the gas station. Yeah, of course. Other than that, I'm not. I, no, no, Especially no. like the gas handles, you know? Yes, that's, that's, and it's crazy because, you know, we were talking about this too, that by us, gas is down to like 149. So yeah. it's like an all-time low for years, you know? And it's like, that's great, but nobody's driving anywhere, so we can't even really like take advantage of it. Well, go fill up if, if you're empty. Go fill it up, right. and then go back home. Fill up everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we are all full. We are all full. When all this happened, you, you know, everybody's running out to get toilet paper and towels and whatever else. You know, I said to Chris, I said, let's just fill up our gas tanks because you remember years ago when that was a big thing yeah. where everybody freaked out that yeah. gas was going to go away. So let's just fill up our gas tanks just because. Yeah. So they've been full ever since because we haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you say that because in the beginning of all this, the, there was a little buzz, you know, how buzz goes around the bowling center. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, the gas stations are going to close. And I'm like, where did that come from? Who's, who's, who says yes. that? Where, and and, and right. then, of course, there were lines outside the gas yeah. stations. Yeah. Well, not today, Frank. No. No, they are begging for you. you know, we, we create that, like, yep. that uh, freak out panic moment of you see something on social media that, oh my God, you know, Walmart ran out of toilet paper and everyone's like, what? We're going to go get 18 rolls of it right now because, yep. you know, it's, it's bizarre. It's bonkers to me. But then we all have to do it because no one wants to be that person that doesn't have it, paper. you know? Yeah. That can so. be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the whole toilet paper thing I didn't understand. Yeah. I do like the memes, though. There's some really good memes uh, we're talking about toilet paper. Yeah. I mm -hmm. think they're pretty gross, but yeah, they're, they're pretty funny. So, so I just, uh, you probably didn't see her. Kenzie just walked up and she's kind of waddling. She's like, I have to go potty. <laughs> so we've been using our quarantine time to potty train. Oh, so day five or six of potty training, which is going very well. Uh, we have only had like one or two accidents, which I find to be a very big bonus because it's a little more challenging with our son. Yeah, boys are a little bit tougher. Yeah, boys are a little tougher. Definitely. Is, is, he, yeah. is Levi potty training? What's that? Is Levi offering to help uh, potty train? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. He they love each other, but when it comes to that, he's just kinda like, Well, go potty. You know, she'll come up to one of us and say she has to potty because I think she associates, you know, someone has to go with her. And we're trying to the next phase of this training is, okay, you have to go potty, you recognize that, go potty, turn the light on and do your thing and come back and tell us. Like we don't have to actually be in there with you, but um, I'll take one little piece of progress at a time. You know, we have lots of time on our hands, so we're trying to use it 
yeah. as productively as possible. <laughs> okay, well, are we ready for some of the bowling questions? I think we are. We're ready we for are. Some of the we can talk about we can talk about everything and anything. We're covering a wide variety of subjects here. And today potty training? Yes. We're going all over the place, but we're going to focus on a little bowling. So, uh, St Stephanie, uh, who were some of the people that were instrumental in helping you get your career going uh, and eventually becoming a. Yeah. Oh, she did it. Good job. Oh, That's awesome. You did it. Good job. Uh, in front of an audience. Hi. Producer Liz that held up the sign. We have to celebrate the six small successes. So, um, all right. So, gosh, I mean, I started bowling at such a young age, but I think, you know, when you're six or seven years old, you don't really know what you want to do, of course. As I kind of got older and I do have an older brother that bowls. So bowling kind of started out as a hobby for us on Saturday mornings, which is still very dominant across the country. And it was kind of my outlet away from all the sports I played in school. So bowling for me as a little girl was just for fun. I never took it seriously. Um, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it, it was a good time, but it wasn't something I thought like, oh, bowling super cool. So when I got to high school, I went to high school in Miami, Florida. It was considered a varsity sport. So I kind of had that question in my mind of like, okay, do I want to pursue, pursue bowling in high school or did I want to play volleyball? And what really just decided me choosing bowling was the fact that it was going to probably get me farther, you know, long-term. I thought about the opportunities in college, then possibly beyond that. Uh, ironically, I was better at volleyball at the time than I was bowling, but because of those opportunities I saw down the road, I decided to choose bowling. Um, my high school, you couldn't play both. You had to pick Mommy, one or the other. Me. No, baby, please. Oh, my daddy. I mean, watch me. I don't even know what she's trying to do. <laughs> so, um, long story short, I decided to <laughs> forgive me because this is just how it goes here. This is his pants. I don't know how he's doing that. How are you doing that? You look like a mermaid. Silly. So I went to uh, University of Central Florida after I graduated high school, and Pat Costello was my coach there. She is a former PWBA champion and Hall of Famer. I'll see, honey. Can you go by? Thank you. And um, UCF at the time only had like a one year program, like they were very, very new. So I could have probably went anywhere. I had a lot of different offers on the table to go to a lot of the bigger, more popular schools that had distinguished programs. But I decided that I wanted to stay within Florida. Orlando was only about four hours away from where I was living. And Pat was one of those very instrumental people in um, 
didn't need to go there. I knew under her coaching and just with all the knowledge she had, I could get to where I really wanted to be. So decided to go to UCF and we never won a national title. We finished second um, my senior year, got player of the year a couple years and she was coach of the year. So we had a great time in college, but she was probably one of the biggest impacts from a professional bowling side. Um, but of course, you know, I, I can't leave out just my family in general. You know, now that I'm a parent and have two kids of my own, I really, really understand and am super grateful for what my parents did for my brother and I growing up because, you know, it seemed like every other month we were going to a tournament that was up the East Coast or up the West Coast and we were driving everywhere, you know, with by the time you add up the fees for the entries, the hotels, the food, you know, now that I experience that on tour, like I just totally get it. So. And it's your own money now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? So, um, yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing, you know, there's, there's obviously a lot of people that get you to where you are. And at the end of the day, you make your decisions, but, um, I owe a lot, a lot to Pat Costello and her knowledge and um, just really taking me under her wing of really pushing me to be the best that I could be. Like when the women's series came back for the PBA, she's like, you have to go out there and do that. Cause at the time the women's tour wasn't around. That was in that limbo time of 03 to, to 15 where the PBA brought those couple tournaments. Um, I think it was probably like four tournaments a year. So they did it for a few years and I, I bowled all of them. I won my first two titles out there. Right. And that just really kind of like kept it going of just that passion. Well, that, that is a very good answer. And uh, Pat, she's one of the first female bowlers. When I started watching bowling a long time ago, she's one of the first that I remember seeing bowl. And she was a hell of a bowler. So that's she's a great fantastic. Answer. Don't get her confused with Patty Costello because she, right. oh, she that. she's the no. right hand. Yeah, 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 that's right. Very good to point that out. Okay, okay. <laughs> She's fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, if you could go back in a time machine, and I asked Kelly the same question a week ago when we had Kelly on. If mm -hmm. you go back in a time machine, say back to like the mid to late 70s and the early 80s, and you had to match your game up now, bowling with a rubber ball or a urethane ball on wood lanes, how do you think you would you would be? How do you think you would you know, um, would you still be able to bowl as a pro and compete? How would you fare, you think? You know, I'd like to think I'd be able to compete because even just as the game is evolving now, we, we constantly have to adapt to mm -hmm. whether it's the bowling balls or it's the conditions themselves. Right. You know, I think, you know, where we are now looking back then, we think, oh my gosh, how did they do that? Well, if they were back then looking to the future now, they would probably have that same conversation of, well, what do you mean your, your ball hooks that much or there's this much oil and these different conditioners and things like that. So I think it goes both ways. And I'd like to think just the competitor in me would work really hard and try to figure things out and make the best of the situation for sure. For sure, I think being as accurate uh, a spare shooter I think that goes a long way uh, because sure. then, you know, the spares were the, not that they're, it's still a big thing. You have to make your spares. Like we like to say spares pay the rent, but right. back then you had to be very, very accurate 
You still do, but now there's a little room for some error where back yeah. then we really have it. So I think you would have done fine. The same way I think Kelly would have done fine too. So uh, that's a very good answer. I like uh, to think so. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Uh, some of our junior bowlers out there now uh, that don't have the opportunity to get ready to maybe practice to go bowl, say a junior goal. What advice would you give them from a mental point to kind of how would they stay on top of their game right now while they physically can't do it, but how could they mentally stay on top of their game? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you could argue that the mental side of the game is more important than the physical side a lot of the time. But, you know, what I've been doing is I've been reading, rereading a couple of the books that I've already had that are like just mental game type focus. Um, you know, I think it's important to really keep that side of the equation, you know, fresh and not just get into a rut of like, well, I can't do it. So I guess I'm just gonna, you know, weasel away. But you've seen a lot of videos online of people, you know, bowling into pillows. Um, I have my little orb that I've been bowling in the backyard with, you know, just to simulate your body posture and just the feeling of it. So, you know, and who knows what's going to happen with the summer tournaments if if there are going to if they're going to happen or not. So, I think the best thing is just to keep pushing along. Like you are going to be bowling these big events coming up. You know, practice if you can. You know, into pillows or or something soft like that. But you know, I I think it's very important also just mental game books. And if you don't have access to those, there's lots of websites, you know, YouTube has a ton of information that people are now accessing that they haven't before in the past. So um, I think people are just kind of lingering on the internet, you yeah. know, they're scrolling social media, they're scrolling websites they probably haven't seen before. So there's so much information out there. You could argue it's information overload, but you know, just take a look at it. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, thanks. I, I use it all to your advantage. Yeah. You know, I don't know if everybody realizes uh, Stephanie truly is a product of the youth bowling program yeah. uh, from worked her way through Team USA, uh, Junior Gold, three time champion, right? Uh, three. Yeah. I, I, I do remember that. Absolutely awesome. And so to think about what uh, Jog was and has become to Junior Gold Championships today. Uh, Talk about that experience, but more, more importantly, how did you prepare yourself to compete in those events uh, when you were at the, at the prime of your youth bowling career? So my first junior gold was in 1999 in Orlando, Florida. And funny story behind that is the only reason I bowled in it, well, A, I qualified, but B, we could drive there. So my parents, like most parents kind of are a little clueless as to what this event really is all about. And just that it's this big junior tournament, you're trying to make junior team USA. So we're like, well, we'll give it a shot. That was the first year I made it. So first year I tried out, first year I made it. Had no clue what I was getting into. Like seriously, I'll be the first one to admit that I was 15 and I made the team Gosh, some of the girls don't even bowl anymore, but with Shane Kluhowski, of course, Missy Bellander at the time, and a couple of the girls that don't really bowl much anymore. So these were people that I had heard of, and I'm now all of a sudden their teammates. It was crazy. So the next couple of years, you know, I, I bowled in it, didn't make it, didn't make it, didn't make it. 
Um, but I just kept kept on practicing, you know, mostly on sport patterns. But I know the argument for a lot of people is they don't have access to that, that they can't, you know, have their mechanic lay it down for them or it costs money. I often tell people that you can get just as productive of a practice on a regular house pattern as you can a sport pattern. So I recommend that you take in three bowling balls, even if it's on a house shot, and you literally play the house shot how you can strike. Now, subconsciously, you're probably doing different things with different bowling balls. You know, the stronger the ball, you might be changing your hand position. You might be lofting it. You know, you might be moving your angle. So you are still working on your game without really truly bowling on a sport pattern, but you're fine tuning some of those little tricks in your bag that you don't even really realize you're doing. So, you know, I just think it's important just to get on the lanes as much as you can. And even if you can't, like I said, we just talked about reading some mental game books. That's important too, because it's, it's a beating, you know, you're bowling against the best of the best and it's nerve wracking, you know, it's hard to simulate those types of positions where you have to make a good shot to win or to advance to the next round, you know, and I could say a lot of the parents, you know, don't help the situation sometimes because they don't understand what the child is going through. You know, they're not bowlers themselves, you know, fortunate for me, even though I come from parents that bowled and I use that term lightly, I'll tell you, my mom's claim to fame was that she bowled when she was nine months pregnant and I heard pins crashing. So <laughs> I was going to be a bowler. So I'll give her that, which could be accurate. But they were never the kind that were like super pushy of me to do this thing. Like I bowled because I wanted to bowl and they supported me, which again, now as a parent, I totally understand and I'm absolutely grateful for. Um, what breaks my heart sometimes is when we go to junior gold and we see the parents that aren't that way, that are very negative. And, um, you know, it, it's heartbreaking because the kids are trying their best, you know, and maybe the kids don't really know what they're getting into either. So the parents think they're just kind of wasting all this money and, you know, they're bowling one twenties or whatever it is. And, uh, so it's a, it's a big curve of education of trying to teach the kids and the parents kind of, what sport bowling is all about and, um, you know, just getting that learning curve going. So you talk about books. Do you have a, and there was a question here from, uh, from Brian, uh, you have any specific go-to book that you, that you would recommend? I'm in the middle of reading, um, the slight edge over again. It's a little, it's a fairly big book, but, um, great information that you can apply to life. And I like those kinds of books a little better that aren't just so sport driven. And there's another one that's a super, super quick read. I mean, you can literally read the whole book in two hours. It's called 1% Intention. Um, it's by Brian Kane. He came to our Team USA camp this year and last. Um, amazing guy. He's like a sports performance um, coach. And he wrote that book. So it's a super easy read, but it's very applicable to sport in general. So those are probably two of my favorites that I'm uh, rereading again. And nobody has any excuses. There's plenty of time to read right now. Yeah. There, <laughs> a lot of time. 
I'll tell you what. So um, I do enjoy reading. I don't get to do it very often because I mean, you see kids running around and screaming yeah. hard to do that. But um, at night when they go to bed, like I'll just pop out on the couch, turn the light on and just read 30, 40 pages because it's, it's my time. You know, it's the time that I get by myself and whether it's 30 at night or seven in the morning, you know, you got to make those sacrifices for things that you really want, you know, whether it's reading or catching up on a show, whatever it is, you know, there's sacrifices that have to be made, even if we are cooped up in our homes. So, so Stephanie, if you could go back and tell your junior bowler high school self something, what would you tell yourself? Uh, those boys don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't quite exactly say I was boy crazy, but you know, I was a high school girl, so. Sometimes my focus wasn't always where it needed to be. Um, but I will say that uh, I did spend a good chunk of my high school time bowling. Uh, fun fact is that I've never actually had a job outside of the bowling world from the time I was 15 up until today. So I started at our bowling center, Piper Lane in Miami, which unfortunately is non-existent at the time anymore. And I just, I just cleaned tables, literally cleaned tables just for free bowling. I didn't even get paid with money. I got paid with free games of bowling. And that's how I spent a lot of my high school days. Kept me out of trouble, so that was good. Yes. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about Fanny Hose. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Fanny Hose is my leggings line that came to be in April of 2017. So I literally had just had my daughter in March of that year. And I was up at night with her feeding, just kind of rocking her. And I just was sitting there and just kind of thinking, man, it'd be really cool if I just had some bowling leggings. I was literally living in leggings and I was any women can attest your body changes a lot when you're pregnant and post-pregnancy pre all the whole thing so i was living in leggings and i just thought man, i have all these leggings i don't have any bowling leggings so of course i'm you know on my phone trying to find them and they're all in china somewhere and i'm like well you know i'm not gonna order any of these let's see what it's gonna take if i want to do it myself so that's when the whole thing was born i was like well you need a I need a catchy name. I didn't know the first thing about starting any sort of business, any e-commerce website, nothing. So Fanny Hose, the name came to my mind because as you can probably imagine, pantyhose are like the thin nylons many ladies wear. And Fanny is part of my name. It's the back part of my name and it's a polite way to say your butt. <laughs> why don't we make some pantyhose and the name was available. So that's just kind of where it all started. And I, I do it all myself, to be honest with you. Um, I find, I found a good e-commerce site that I could build and got some help from a graphic designer that could help put my signs to paper and then 
trying to find a manufacturer, the whole thing. So it's been fun. It's kind of like a little side project. I don't know what you really want to call it. I mean, it's not this crazy flourishing business, but it's something I could tell my kids that, you know, put your mind to something and if you're really passionate about it. You have all the power to make it happen. So I literally didn't know the first thing about starting any business, let alone something in the clothing line. So it's been really cool. You know, it, it taught myself as well, you know, as an adult that if there is something you want to do, you just have to kind of put people in your corner that can help you and just work hard and make it happen. Yeah. Put your awesome. mind to it. You could do I'll have to send you a pair. <laughs> oh, they're very popular here. <laughs> Well, we have to say thank you because you've been so gracious yes. and, uh, and and sending sending some pairs we used for our, our last fundraiser, our bowling against breast cancer event. And our girls, Nance talks about it. They're very popular. Oh, oh they are, uh, and, yeah. and they, they want to work in them. Uh, they <laughs> them. And I, Pearl sports them probably every week of bowling, and she's got a, a whole bunch of pairs. Pearl loves them. That's so funny. I love it. Yeah, so. They're cool. They're cool working. They're yeah. If you need anything, let me know. We're coming out with some other designs, so it'll be fun. I, I'm not so sure I, I would be wearing them. Yeah. I, oh, I think we challenged Frankie. <laughs> oh, yeah, no thanks. Hey, I saw some boys wearing them at Junior Gold last year underneath their shorts because of I have the red, white, and blue ones. So you never know. We don't discriminate. That's oh, true. Okay. That's, That's a very good point. Well, because they like the, the, the stocking, the guys, the athletic stocking the socks, they like showing those off. So yeah. That's interesting. That's yeah. 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 Taking Yes, that's a good point. Uh, for sure. We've got a couple of questions from, from those that are watching. And then, uh, so one, you've, listen, you're sitting here, you got your kids in the background. Uh, and it's been the theme this week, which has been pretty funny. Everybody with kids at home, they're, they've been popping in, which we love because yeah. we miss that here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Rob is asking about managing being a mom and going out on tour. So, but the beauty part about the tour schedule is it is the summertime and it's been designed around uh, those who are working and, and being mom. But how, how do you how do you manage that? It brings its challenges, you know. When the tour resurged in 2015, I had just had my first um, the summer before, so um, I thought, you know, I've waited basically my entire life for this opportunity to bowl on tour because when the tour folded in '03, I was literally just leaving college, and that was the next step. So that literally got taken out from from under me. So. I knew in 2015 when the tour came back, I had to give it a try. I mean, I just had to pursue that. So um, fortunate for me, I have an amazing support army. You know, my mom lives with us, so she helps out a ton with the kids. Um, my husband, Chris, who obviously is a former PBA, mem uh, PBA bowler as well. So he understood that this is something I needed to pursue. It wasn't just gonna be for fun. It was like literally work, so. Being able to manage that definitely um, brings its challenges. So of course I miss my family, my kids, but at the end of the day, I know they're gonna be so proud of me of pursuing what I wanna do. And, you know, fortunate for me that first year I got rookie of the year. I had my best season even to date. So um, it's been an amazing experience, that's for sure. Well, and, and then to go win a major title at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how awesome is that? That whole, um, not many people know. So that whole situation was kind of bizarre. So 
we qualified in a different bowling center. Um, that was the year that a lot of the, we 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 taped a lot of the tournaments um, where the major was going to be. Um, so that one for the for the for the players championships, yes, that was at Plano Super Bowl. So I worked there, um, practiced there all the time. Of course, it's my home center. So that brings its own level of I don't want to say anxiety, but you know, there's this expectation that people see you all the time. They see you practicing, but they never see you actually in your element of tour. So, you know, it's such a different mindset. Even when people see you on TV, you know, you're focused, you're kind of in your zone, what you hear a lot. So people think you're just that way all the time, that you're just a serious person that doesn't have any personality or whatever. Um, so to be able to do that in front of my family and my fans, my coworkers, Shannon was commentating that day. She's my best friend. So it was just this crazy story of how it all happened. And, um, it was pretty, it was just incredible. Very incredible. Uh, if anybody knows, if you, if you watch that or know anything about Stephanie, the emotions were certainly flying. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was awesome to, I have to say, it, it really was awesome to watch. Yeah. And, I heard a lot of, um, because that was a live show, that uh, after the fact, you know, when I was going through all my messages and my texts and stuff, that I had a lot of people in tears because they could just feel what I was going through, you know, and it's just, sometimes you can't control your emotions, you know, good or bad, but um, I just, you just don't know how you're gonna handle those types of situations until you're in them. And it just kind of, it literally just took over. And I just was like this crying hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your family has to play a role into that, right? So you're out there and you're not, you're not around your family. And right. so it's FaceTime, it's whatever you're doing, it's stay in touch. And then to do that in front of your family. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Jason talked about that, his experience last, uh, last month going yeah. through that. It's, I can't imagine what that feels like. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a lot of the girls, they ask me, you know, if I'm going to have to bring the kids out there to some of the tournaments. And, you know, the short answer is no, um, just because, as you can see, it adds just a different level of distraction. So, you know, maybe when they're a little older, you know, assuming, you know, tour is going to go on for many, many years, I will definitely bring them around. But they they are aware that mommy's going bowling and mommy's you know, working, because we try to explain it to them that, you know, mommy's just not going on vacation to go bowling and have fun. I mean, of course it's fun, but it's work. So that's what I try to explain to my friends that aren't bowlers. They see, oh, I get to go to all these cool places, especially Team USA stuff. And yes, of course it's wonderful, but we have a job to do. We're not there to go sightsee and to go, you know, exploring. You know, we have a job to represent ourselves or represent the country. And it is a different level of stress for sure. You're talking about practicing when you, when you were running the center, you're working in the center and you go to practice and you're trying to work. Uh, uh, we go, we kind of laugh about it all the time. I, I don't practice often. And, and if I do, I go down here and, and then nobody, nobody leaves you alone. So. It's yeah. So, uh, Plano Super Bowl is 24 hours. So, I spoke about sacrifices earlier. I will literally get up at 6 a.m. and go practice because nobody's there. You know, obviously the 
the staff is there to, to let us in and all that stuff. But there's no customers really there that are going to be walking over to me. Hey, how's it going? What are you doing? And I know they all mean well. And right. I, I do take time to say hi. Um, but there does come a point where it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm trying to work here and, you know, I need my time. So it's a, it is very challenging, but that's the sacrifice I have to make to get there early to make sure I can get in a good hour, hour and a half of just solid focus practice. Our friend Timmy Nicola tries to put in the computer, leave me alone. And that doesn't work either. <laughs> no. No, they'll read it and they're like, oh, that's a cool name. <laughs> and then they'll go talk to him about that. Why'd you put that in there? Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Exactly. And then once one person comes over, then it's like, oh, okay, well, I can come over to you and I can come over to you. You know, and then it's like, oh, we're just socializing at the table now. <laughs> so we, have a, we have another question from, from our buddy, Anthony. Anthony, who, uh, you know, a lot of pressure here, but a future junior gold champion. Uh, he's work, He's been working on his game. He's asking about your pre-shot routine. Uh, somebody... Mm -hmm. Um, uh, before you step onto the approach. Uh, what, what is that for you? So for me, I, I, I like the KISS system to keep it simple. Um, I don't have any crazy rituals that I do or anything like that, but it's amazing how breathing and closing your eyes can just literally like bring you, like bring you down. So I think oftentimes the reason we get so nervous is we get caught up in thinking like what's going to happen. Like, and it hasn't even happened yet. So we, we work ourselves up for this like moment of whatever it's going to be, you know, like I need to make this strike or I have to pick up this spare. It's like, okay, if we can just literally tell ourselves that no matter what level we're doing it at, it's still just pulling. It's still you, your ball, the approach in the lane, everything else around is stuff that we create drama for. So once I learned that, everything seems so much easier because we all want to make good shots. We all want to win. We all want to do these things, but when you break it down, it's just one shot at a time. So if you try to really just calm your breath and stay present in the moment of whatever that is, don't get so caught up on the end result because I think the result is what tends to make people nervous because like, well, what if it doesn't work? Or what if I look silly? It's like, we just got to do our thing and be like really present where we are. Well, some do have some silly ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure they do, but I don't. So I'm sorry. I'm boring. I love it. Once you get a negative thought though, you really, once you think something negative for a split second, the end result is not going to be good. Oh yeah. Right. So you have to think the minds. I mean, how many times have you thought about like, I mean, goodness gracious, that silly six ten. You right. just think, oh, I'm going to chop this yeah, thing. Yeah. And then you just chop it. And you're like, well, I just set myself up for that. You know, yeah. so, I do it at least once a week. <laughs> yeah, the, the mind is it's just a crazy thing. Like yeah. you just convince yourself of what's going to happen. So why not make it positive instead of negative? You know? Yeah. yeah. So Stephanie, if you had to pick a go-to ball to win a title, take out as our friend Nelson Burton Jr. used to say, it's time to go for the Sunday ball. So what's your favorite ball you have to take out of your bag to win your next major tournament? What's that ball gonna be? So I recently made a switch this past year. I switched to Roto Grip um, back in December. So 
gosh, what is it? We're about four or five months in, still kind of learning it all. But at the moment, my favorite rhetoric ball is my idle pearl. That has been my moneymaker for a couple of tournaments we've had here. Um, obviously, our tour hasn't started yet, so we'll see how it goes uh, out on tour. But that is probably my go-to right now. Very nice. Excellent. All right, so fellow Floridian has a question for you. Mike Cannington, Steph, do you miss your days at UCF? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if I could go back in time to um, any of my bowling career, it would definitely be college bowling. What I tell a lot of kids that I coach and uh, mentor is just that literally enjoy it while you can because before you know it, you're – you're way past it, you know? And um, I think there's just nothing better than bowling with a team of teammates that shares that same passion as you do. So um, lucky for me, you know, I think things have a funny way of working for them. As I mentioned, when the tour folded in 2003, uh, I was just about to graduate. So because the tour wasn't around, my only outlet for any sort of competitive bowling was Team USA. So therein lies the reason why I tried out in 2005. So that pretty much filled my void of not being able to bowl professionally, was being on Team USA. And fortunate for me, I've made it every year since. Um, I'm going on my 20th year total of representing USA, which is crazy because I'm only 29. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, life has a funny way of kind of working itself out. And, you know, at the moment, you don't really sometimes look at it that way. But um, it definitely filled that void for me of not being able to bowl on tour. And who knows if the tour was around when I did graduate, I may not have tried out for Team USA. It might have been too much. So, it's just interesting how uh, life takes you these different journeys and all these yes. forks in the road and uh, leads you kind of where you are. So right. here we are, 2020. We'll see what the tour has in store for us this year. So do you see yourself possibly at some point down the road, like so many of the other uh, women professional bowlers have done, especially the younger ones, maybe going back to coaching and, and maybe coaching a college team? I don't know. You know, um, I enjoy coaching, but I don't have a love for it like some of them do. So, you know, I feel like you should love what you do. And at this point, I don't see that happening, which doesn't mean it won't. Right. But um, I live vicariously through them because I know it's a crazy schedule for them as well. Um, Shannon goes through a lot. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just kind of, I'm not say day by day, but you know, if, if opportunities present themselves, I definitely try to ex explore them if it seems like something that would fit my lifestyle or my schedule. But as of right now, probably not. So 20 years on Team, team USA, your favorite place to travel to? Oh gosh. Um, well, I have a couple really cool, well, I mean, we've been to amazing places. Let me just start with that. Um, I'd say Hong Kong was super fun. Um, 
never been there before. Probably will never go back there, to be honest. But um, that was a really cool place. Another amazing place was Abu Dhabi. We went there in 2015, and uh, we won that year. That was the year Liz Johnson um, decided to retire from the team. She did it in style. She shot 300, and then we, we won the championship, so that was amazing. But um, just what a rich culture and country. Um, I remember, don't remember the name of the hotel we were staying at, but we wanted to just walk to the corner store and the sidewalks were made of like marble. And I just remember looking down, like, are we supposed to be walking on this? Like <laughs> thousands of dollars for this, like just for countertops. It was, it was just incredible just to see how different it is over there. It was really cool. Yeah, I think that was the 15th, uh, that was right after uh, the pa Paris, uh, right after the bombing in Paris, uh, I think time-wise. Uh, yeah, so it was a crazy time. We were all a little nervous, but, you know, it's like, if they're not going to cancel the tournament, we got to go. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right, and your, fav your, your proudest Team USA moment wearing that jersey. Hmm. I mean, I would say anytime we're on the medal stand for sure, you know, winning as a team, which I think we had a lot more disappointments than we did victories, but those kind of get you from one to the next. So um, each year has brought its own challenges, you know, with format changes, teammate changes, the whole bit, you know, nothing that you wouldn't uh, experience otherwise. I think our biggest challenge as a country is just we don't get to see each other that often. You know, I think. I think we bowl against each other more than we bowl with each other, which is interesting. But, you know, anytime you get to wear the red, white, and blue and have a gold medal around your neck and listen to the national anthem, it just gives you chills. Hey, uh, thank you so much for popping in with us today, getting away from your children for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you're welcome to stay as long as you want. <laughs> I know. She's probably waiting for me in the potty. <laughs> Thank you again, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. You're, you're, you're welcome. We really so do much. appreciate you spending some time with us. And uh, we, you're, the door is always open. Pop in at any time. I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. Stay safe. You, you too. We'll see you, you soon. Too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Oh, that was very good. She's great. And once again, the kids come into the picture. Yeah, we love that. The kids are jump, jumping in, keeping mom busy because she's not just a professional bowler, she's mom. So she has to wear many hats. And the, the, that question really is great because you want it, it gives you some insights what they go through. Yeah. So the ladies do bowl during the summer, a lot of weekend events. So they could travel every weekend back and forth to go compete. It's not an easy thing. That, for right. them to go do yeah, right. uh, and watching them and they all have different journeys some of them are able to go travel as they go right or they come back home for their regular jobs as mom or regular job you know their job, their job yeah. uh, on top of this so uh, watching the one it's been exciting to have the ladies back uh bowling and then of course not just bowling but also get to see them on tv yeah. uh sadly the tour would be starting up shortly so yeah uh we're hoping uh to at least get some of the hopefully yeah they'll get they'll take a pause like everybody else i guess and hopefully they'll get back to it yeah, yeah. uh and she, she one of the things i didn't get it you know now that i didn't think about it uh talk we talked about that team aspect to bowling for yourself 
Stephanie's bowled on so many different teams over the years. Right. So think about that 20 years yeah. on Team USA, That's Junior right. Team USA, the adult team, yeah. bowling as a team. And now, bowling for yourself. Yeah, right. it's different. It's, yeah. A, it's a whole different mindset. Um, you know, when you obviously when you're bowling with a team, you're you're not only bowling for yourself, you're hoping to pass on whatever you right. learn from whatever you shots you throw to your teammates or analyzing what they're going through or right. picking up somebody who's slacking right. or hoping somebody picks you up. So it's it's a lot. It's yeah, different. It and is. and from the couple of you know the pros that we talked to is they really enjoy that. You know, yeah. it's it's a kind of a fulfilling to them to be able to share that with the team. That's right. Well, and you learn so much, right? Yeah. You learn so much to then apply. Right? Yeah. That's the, that's yeah. the point there. Uh, one, hey, your buddy Ronnie's been watching us. Uh, shout out to Ronnie. Ronnie. Hi, Ronnie. Ronnie G tunes in religiously every day, and Ronnie's enjoying his retired life. And I hope that hit this healing up, Ronnie. We hope you feel better soon. We need you back. Yeah, on the we lane. need you back next year. We need you back, Ronnie. He was ready to get back to bowling. Yes. And a, a little sidebar, and yeah. he came back. And uh, Ronnie, we can't wait to have you back on Monday night. Yes, I know Ronnie. he's been coming around to watch us. Yes. And I know it's it's, it's, it's killing, killing him. him just to watch. Killing him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know what? It's now day two. But day two that the the master key is here. Yes. Yes. And I know where the key is. Well, you know, we're changing up a little bit just for some messaging, and finally. Uh, somebody, somebody noticed, uh, and so we would. <laughs> Terry would normally make an announcement right now. Whoever has the locker key, please return, return, return it to the desk. <laughs> yep. Was that Kevin that said something? It was uh, yeah, Mr. Rock, Kevin. He, yep. he picked it out. Uh, yep. It's two days, three days. It's been here. Uh, uh, at least two. Yeah, at two. least two. Maybe three. Maybe Friday. Was, yeah. I was patiently waiting for someone to point it out. Very good. There it is. Now we have to put something else. Yeah. yeah. Find something else. Yeah, a little nostalgia as we as we work out. Uh, we'll move to the fact that yes, yeah. well, we well, the apple came out for the apple came out for the ballards. I know. So and you got you got this cool collection. We're gonna actually with, yes. with some future guests. We're actually able to pull these out. We got some magazines here. We're reading. You're reading classics. Bowl is journal. Bowling industry. Bowling digest. Look at the years on them. Well, Ninety three. I have my glasses, but I can. Wow, look at that. Is that, who is that? Is that Chris Warren? No, that's Bob Lawrence on the cover. Wow, look at the mullet. Bob Lawrence, <laughs> like the Rob Vinci mullet from back in 1989. Funny you would pick that out. Yes. It's funny you would pick that out. <laughs> wow. That particular issue, can yes. I see? Sure, absolutely. Is that Bob Lawrence? It's Bob Lawrence. It's not Bob Lawrence. It's Bob Lawrence. Bob Lawrence. I thought you said Bob yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, in my, in my Brooklyn, it might have sounded like Bob Lawrence. Bob yes. Lawrence. <laughs> Bob Lawrence. But since Brooklyn, we were mentioning Bob yes, Lawrence. Yes, good segue. Next Saturday for Pro Bowler Saturday, we'll be joined by Bob Learn and fan favorite Amleto Monticelli. Oh, yes. We'll be here. Celebrating yes. Mr. 300 birthday. Yes, it's, it's going Bob to be Bob Learn's birthday. Yes. So we were we're gonna have a cake. We'll have birthday hats and some balloons nice. and <laughs> celebrate his birthday with Very him. Nice. And next Saturday we are on at a special time. We are yes. on at noon. Yes, Thank noon you for next that. week. Uh, we're on at 2 p.m. every yeah. day. Noon next Saturday. We'll be sure to remind you. Yeah. Uh, noon for a birthday celebration with Mr. Oh, 300 man. and the one and only and from Barquisimeto. Venezuela. He's trying to sound like. Yes. Well, he's, you know, Amleto, I think, has a little Italian lineage in him, much like Jason, 
said he his family originated from right. Italy yeah. and went to Australia. I believe we'll have to ask him about this. Amaletto, Amaletto. I'm going to have to ask, did the Italian lineage that he has, did they settle in Venezuela when a lot of folks maybe settled in North America? Perhaps his Goombas went to South America. And maybe so, someone will message in like they did. Maybe he has cousins around here. Yes, maybe much like Jason, he has cousins around here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things on the table, I just got asked if uh, this bottle is empty. No, it, it hasn't been. We have yet to crack this. The bottle will be real soon. Strikes yes. as well, <laughs> which is very good, actually. Yeah. Uh, but no, we haven't cracked it yet. Uh, soon enough. At some point, we will. Joe DiMorio says uh, that he's going to send you a Raider shirt. Really? Joe. <laughs> Joe. Listen, I will say this, though. Raiders were always my second favorite team. From Daryl LaMonica, George Blanda, Kenny Stabler. All those guys, but I bleed green, and I've been bleeding green with the Jets for a long time. And it's a lot of bleeding. This it's year. a lot of bleeding. <laughs> it's a lot of bleeding. But the Rays, I have a little bit of a soft spot for them. So, Joe, if you want to send it, I'll definitely wear it. Thank you. We already have some bad stuff in the world. We're bad juju in the world right now. Right? Can we not talk about the, the Jets or I the know, Giants? I, I, I had to wear my Jet colors today. It's Sunday, football Sunday. Uh, hey, uh, we're going to remember this today and check out our meme of the day. So we're talking bowling. So this one's our bowling, our bowling theme. Uh, Joe, you should act this out. I want to bowl. We can't right now. But hey, I want to bowl. Hashtag bowling strong because the father said so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't be lifting up any chairs and throwing no, it at anybody. No, not be, no. Uh, yeah. No. No, no. I mean, no, not yet, anyway. Let's hope it doesn't get to that. <laughs> uh, we like each other. So yes, far. we do. Yes, hey, we do. we've got a. We're gonna. So, this is episode sixteen today. It's Sunday. We hope that you get to enjoy Palm Sunday with your family. That's you're, you are not having company over. You are doing what you can. Uh, so enjoy your evening. Yeah. Social uh, distancing. We've got. To, we're gonna kick off tomorrow. Okay. We're gonna keep coming at you live from Rabs. Uh, tomorrow's late. Tell us we can't. So, yeah. <laughs> so tomorrow's Monday, yeah. and uh, you know we dubbed it Music Monday. Music Monday. After having our friend Billy Salvatore, last week. Billy's the man. It's now Music Mondays with uh, our friends, the Rosenberg family, and then uh, BPA executive director finally is a, is going <laughs> to join us tomorrow. So Frank DeSocio. He's been uh, pretty busy. He has. He's and, been and, a busy uh, guy, and yeah. he's going to talk a little bit about what's going on and 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 in, in, in bowling. Uh, so the Rosenbergs are going to sing for us, talk about what they're doing. They, they shared some videos, which are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Frank, Very and then the rest of the week, we got some other some cool guests, fans. Yes, we do. We have Doug and Chrissy Kent joining us this week. Um, Ken Mitchell from the Staten Island Zoo will tell us maybe a little bit of what's going on at the zoo. Yeah, and we're uh, not talking about here. This is not this zoo, the real zoo, Staten Island Zoo, the real zoo. Over on close. And on uh, Thursday, our weekly check-in with Pan Sylvestri. Very much. We got a, a, a nice week lined up. Yep. Yes. And uh, and then kick it up before before Easter Sunday, the Pro Bowl. That's going to be fun. Next birthday Saturday. party yeah, extravaganza, whatever yes. you want. That will be fun. So yeah. who knows? And Easter Bunny may make it early appearance. You never know. You may maybe. You never That'd be know. Nice. That's, no. no. You yep. never know. Hopefully he leaves some treats too. Yes. That would be nice. Yes. Yeah. I had turkeys on my front lawn this morning. <laughs> the turkeys migrated. I got up, I was making a pot of coffee and I heard gum, 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 gum. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. You do that good. Thank you. He does. You. You, you've had a lot of practice. I, well, you know, my days of stand-up comedy years ago, I did some impressions. I didn't really, I didn't impersonate Turkey. I was going to say, did they include I turkey? guess I could have. Maybe I missed my calling. We may have. With some, with some <laughs> of the act. But I still had a turkey out on the front lawn. 
It was a lone ranger. He was by himself. He, I think he was gobbling with <laughs> looking for his, or his mates or his children, her children or his family. Or they're outside here. They're all around. But this they, morning they they are they're yeah. rampant today. They are loud. Yeah. Yeah, this one was loud at around eight o'clock this morning, but he or she was the Lone Ranger or Lone Rangerette. Uh, it's not a Sunday morning outside of Rab's Country Lanes without turkeys. Without turkeys. Yeah. Yeah. Every Sunday morning. I mean, they're out there all the time, but Sunday mornings in particular. Well, yeah. they go to yeah. church and then yes. they come here. Or, perhaps they will look at the farm. Uh, <laughs> well, our yeah. guys used to feed them. So yeah. that was uh, part of the problem. And then they kept coming back and, uh, yeah. Uh, they just kept feeding them. We stopped telling these guys they stopped feeding them. They come in here and they're doing it. No. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the people across the street feed them too because the, that house yeah. on the corner is. Yeah. That's like a breeding ground. Steady yeah. with the turkeys. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Barkley, we, we certainly miss you ladies too. Uh, the Manic Monday ladies. That's <laughs> they miss, miss them. Uh, we're, thinking oh, okay. of, we're thinking about a lot of people yes. out there. Uh, yes. A lot of our friends. Uh, family, uh, know that uh, thoughts and prayers, sending hugs. Uh, please pick up the phone, long reach out to hugs. people. Yes. Long distance hugs. We're yeah. talking air hugs, air, air kisses, please. Uh, and do, please do your part. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're thinking about our friends, the McLennans. Uh, you know, we've got some other friends battling this, uh, this virus. And uh, keep them in your in your prayers. And, and yes, yeah, please do. Please do. Yep. Um, we do have a question about uh, junior gold status. Uh, very consistent, June 1st. Uh, <laughs> okay. There's no update. They, uh, we've been consistent. We're sharing the same information from USDC. Uh, June 1st is when they're going to get back together. I did see that they're on, listen, they're on regular target. So they did open up registration for the survivor tournament. Wow. Um, I am. I, I don't want to speak for them, but I'm sure that refunds would be issued if the event was postponed or canceled. Uh, they're on their regular schedule targets to what they have, assuming the event would happen. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm on the outside. I see what you can see on bowl.com. Uh, they've been USBC has been pretty good with updates. Yeah. Uh, the last update was a collegiate update. Uh, so visit bowl.com. Uh, but June 1st is the date that they set, uh, based on all the all that's what's happening. Uh, with that, please uh, like and share us. We appreciate you taking the time and joining us. We do miss your faces. We do. Uh, so this is again, you're not missing hours, and I I know we're hoping to give lots of hugs uh, <laughs> yes. when we when we do get back at it, and, yeah. and we'll we'll really remember the days of the week because we'll see everybody. Yes. <laughs> so like and share if you're watching us on YouTube. Subscribe uh, and like and uh, tell your friends and family. Two o'clock every day. Thank you, Stephanie. Co-host Joe, My thanks pleasure. for joining Naz and I in the studio. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Naz. Thank you, Thank you, our producer yes, and director, producer Liz and, and director, Ray. Ray and Liz. Thank you. Yep. Uh, you know, it was another great show, Dan. Yeah. Another one. You know what? That was awesome. It really was. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Take care. All.